Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. It is Holden with Vison. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers, and it is a big show. We got the Broncos game lines on Bet Rivers. There's four up during the regular season right now. Things I'd like to see from the new Broncos ownership group. We've got the Avalanche, the updated Stanley Cup futures odds, and an anniversary today for them. Plus, updated ticket prices. They're actually coming down from where they were yesterday. And I had a monster night betting the NBA Finals. We'll talk about that. Little Rockies. And I'm going to tell you exactly what Colorado loves to bet on since it went legal a little over two years ago. But let's start with the Front Range 4. The four biggest sports stories on the Front Range. And we start with the Broncos. I've got lines for four games. They're going to be favored in three of them right now. These lines up on Bet Rivers. Broncos minus four and a half at Seattle. Already hit that one with the Broncos minus four and a half. Uh, week two, they've got uh, the home opener against the Texans minus ten and a half. Have not placed a bet on that. London game sprinkled on the minus six and a half against Jacksonville. And then the fourth game up on Bet Rivers right now, Christmas Day, the Rams. How about the Rams, two and a half point favorites at home on Christmas? But this would mean that the Broncos would actually be favored at home against the Rams. A you know, neutral field, there would probably be a push. Eh, most of the time you give three points. I'll say it's a push. I mean, the Broncos might be two and a half point favorites at home if they were playing the reigning Super Bowl champions. But those are the updated lines on Bet Rivers. Let's get to things that I want to see from the Broncos new ownership. Okay. There's seven things 
that I kind of laid out here. Plus, I've got an interesting story on John Elway and how he passed up almost a billion dollars. Seriously. But here's some things I'd like to see from the Broncos' new ownership group. Of course, Rob Walton and the Penners and all of them. Number one, I want to see him make cash king. Cash, cash, cash. They are the richest ownership group in the National Football League. So what does that allow you to do? That allows you to pay your superstars an exorbitant amount of money up front so you can stay below the salary cap, okay? Kind of like what the Rams did with Matthew Stafford and they just paid Aaron Donald. You've got so much money and capital that you can pay these guys signing bonuses and it doesn't hurt your cap number as much. And there's a lot of teams out there that can't do it. Shad Khan in Jacksonville. They just don't have the ownership or the money or the backing behind it to do that. I mean, do they have the money? Yes. Do they want to spend the money? No, because it's going to hurt their bottom line a lot more. Uh, but most in the NFL can't afford to do that. They still profit. You know, they're still going to profit. But if they were to give millions and millions up front, wouldn't be as much, or some of them really would go in the red. No question. I think the Packers are kind of that way too. Um, there's quite a few teams around in the NFL that really can't afford to do that. Believe it or not, we got these billionaires owning the teams. They can't afford to do that to hit their bottom line. But when you're the richest owner, when you have the richest owner, you can retain your players by doing what the Rams did. Give Matt Stafford. They gave Matt Stafford a ton of signing bonus money. So his salary doesn't count as much against the cap and you can bring in more higher priced players. Now they also it, it did not value draft picks very much, right? You go out, you get yourself Stafford and Jalen Ramsey, but guess what? The Broncos did the same thing for Russell Wilson, giving up a lot of draft capital there. So I think that's interesting. I think the other thing it lets you do is pay executives more than other, any other team to lure the best talent to, to Denver. And we saw the Nuggets did not do that with Josh Kroenke. Now, Stan owns the Rams. I get it. And there's a ton of money there with the Nuggets, too. And that was an organizational philosophy. But I would hope that this ownership group would do whatever it takes to get the best front office talent in here because of the money that they have. So that was number two. Number three. I don't think the Broncos need a new stadium. This is just my opinion, though. There's a lot of people that think... They do need a new stadium. I'm not there. You got nine years left on the lease. But if there is a new stadium, and I don't know if this happens, but I think the Walton should pay for it themselves. You're worth between 58 and 60 something billion dollars. And again, billionaires don't look at it like this. We're worth so much money. We're going to pay our own money out of pocket. I think the way that Walton pays for a new stadium is not just a new stadium. They basically build a little mini city around there so that they can make billions and billions and billions of more money. Uh, you don't typically have organizations that are just paying for it themselves. Usually we have to foot the bill. Do you really want to foot the bill for a new stadium? I don't think most of you want to, and I don't blame you, especially in the current economic climate. But again, this is something that if you are going to build a new stadium, I do not want taxpayers spending a dime. But just know there's nine more years remaining on the Empower Field lease. So it's not like it, it, it has to happen anytime soon. And also don't put the stadium by DIA 
or north of the city, like in Thornton. That's just inconvenient for me. You know, it's, it's inconvenient for me. That's why I don't want it up there. And it's honestly, it's inconvenient for just about everybody. I mean, imagine if you're coming from Littleton, you got to go all the way up to DIA that over an hour drive is basically what it turns into. Forget about it. Keep it downtown, pay for it yourself. Give us a roof, get the Super Bowl here. That'll be awesome. And that would be number four, set the standard, set the standard with a roof on top and set the standard for the organization, Super Bowl or bust. I kind of feel like it used to be that way. And now we look at where this organization has been for the last six years. And it was more, let's just get back to the playoffs. And I think there's a lot of that standard right now. Oh, just get back to the playoffs in year one. I think Walton comes in here day one. It is Super Bowl or bust. Anything less than that is a disappointment. I don't want to say it's a failure, but it's a disappointment. And I hope that he looks at it that way. I hope that he looks at it that way. And I hope that this organization and this fan base look at it that way. Hold the team to a higher standard. All right, number five. Leave the decision-making to the decision-makers, right? Now, I don't think you've ever, you have, I mean, Pat Boland didn't do this. You haven't had an owner who just gets involved in on-field decision-making and draft picks. Think about the owner you want being the opposite of Dan Snyder and Jerry Jones. These guys that meddle in the roster. And Jerry Jones tried to do that in the beginning. And he had Jimmy Johnson there to kind of balance him out in Dallas. And what happened? Uh, they won Super Bowls. And then Jerry won the power struggle. And they haven't won anything since. And Jerry's the general manager there. Dan Snyder, don't get me started. But... I mean, you, you want to go back to something 10 years ago, 2012, Mike Shanahan is the head coach and basically the personnel decision maker. And uh, he wanted Kirk Cousins and Dan Snyder said, no, you're using the number three pick on Robert Griffin III. Robert Griffin III turned out to be a huge bust. And Shanahan said, forget you. I'm going after Kirk Cousins. They ended up getting Kirk Cousins, but that's just more of an owner trying to make the on-field decisions. And we definitely do not want to see that. They do not want to see any of that from the Waltons, the Penners, or anybody else. Okay? Uh, number six, bring back the old snot rocket uniforms and the helmets from the 80s. They, they won Super Bowls with the current iteration of the helmet and the uniforms, but the, one of the sexiest, most beautiful helmet decals out there is the snot rocket Bronco, please bring it back. Well, last but not least, number seven, you got to make sure Peyton Manning is a big part of the organization. You have to. You've got to make sure whether he's an owner or has something in the front office. And maybe it doesn't happen day one. Maybe he just wants to do the Manning cast. But A, he still has to be at least around before he makes the decision to be a part of the organization long term, right? And, and second of all, just, yeah, make him the face of the organization that isn't Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, the face of the organization. But having Peyton Manning there in the background, not a bad decision. Uh, you also, I, I want him to keep Elway around. A away from decision making, okay? Keep Elway away from decision making. Although he had a big part in the Russell Wilson trade. They said he was an advisor in there. Keep him away from that. He is the greatest Bronco in the history of the world, so keep him around. 
just can't make decisions. So that's my seven, my seven requests from ownership to get this thing going. Uh, speaking of John Elway, though, I want to read this off. So Pat Bolin, years and years ago, 1998, okay, he offered John Elway a stake in the franchise. The deal was for 20% of the reigning world champions for $36 million. So Elway probably had the $36 million at the time. Bolin said he'd buy back the share for $5 million plus 8% interest up to a year for five years later, whatever. I don't even understand all that stuff. I just have money and I put it in Apple and I hope that it keeps going up. Uh, Elway had 10 months to decide whether or not he wanted to take the deal. Well, he won a Super Bowl the next year. He retired. And right after that year, he declined the deal. He invested elsewhere. I mean, he's got car dealerships and everything else. And I don't know how much that made him, but I doubt that would have made him $930 million. So if he had that much of a stake in the Broncos and the organization just sold it, the stake he would have had for $36 million would be $930 million today. He allegedly has $150 million. So the dude's not poor, but I do wonder, I do wonder if he looks at that and goes, gosh, I could have taken that. I should have taken that. And he allegedly didn't take the deal because he didn't think that he'd ever be an executive. Wild stuff. Weird, wild stuff. Whole bunch of Broncos here on the front range for the four biggest sports stories on the front range. Let's get to the Colorado Avalanche. Here we are 21 years ago to the day when the Avs won their second and most recent Stanley Cup final with Joe Sakik, Patrick Wah. Can I just say that normal? With Joe Sakic, Patrick Wah, and of course, Ray Bork finally getting one. But we fast forward 21 years later, and we look at the updated Stanley Cup futures odds on Bet Rivers. The Avalanche still minus 215 to win the whole thing. Don't do it. Don't do it right now. Wait until that Eastern Conference final is over. I think you'll get them at around a minus 150, 160 price. Uh, Tampa Bay, if you want to hedge, and you've got a whole bunch of abs futures like I do, uh, plus 300 to win the uh, Stanley Cup. And then the Rangers with Shesterkin are plus 650. They're a long shot right now. So, again, if you want to hedge, not an awful time. You're not backing the abs at minus 215. That's just silly. But... I think if you want to hedge, you're not likely going to get Tampa Bay at better odds. I think Tampa Bay ends up winning this series. Now, they lose tonight's game, go down 3-2, then you're probably getting Tampa Bay at about a plus 500 price. Maybe even maybe that's the 650 there. Uh, same for the Rangers. But all, all in on the abs, no hedge here, full steam ahead. I also have an interesting abs note before I get into the ticket prices, the updated ticket prices. Andy McNeil, who is VEASAN's NHL handicapper. If the Rangers make it past the Lightning, the Avalanche's Stanley Cup chances sit between 70 and 75% to win that series. However, if the Lightning solve Shesterkin and eliminate the Rangers, the Avs' chances of winning the Stanley Cup drop more than 10%. So let's just say the Rangers advance, the Avs are going to have a 70% chance of winning that series. I wonder if that would be the minus 170 there. Minus 170, Avs to win the cup. 
I can't imagine it's gonna be that heavy of a series price, but it's possible. And if we're talking about a 10% drop there, maybe we're looking at the Avs minus 155, right where I thought it would be against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So keep that in mind. A ticket price update, if you wanna get in. Well, yesterday I was thinking, boy, I'm gonna have to spend $3,000 to go scalp some tickets and get into Stanley Cup, one of these Stanley Cup games. Um, yesterday's ticket price just to get in. And I don't understand the drop, but um, $900 on Ticketmaster just to get in yesterday. SeatGeek, $1,000. StubHub, a little over $1,000. So again, $2,700 just to get in for three people. Four, you extrapolate that to $3,600. You got a family of four you want to bring there, probably $4,000. Unless you got a buddy that wants to sell the ticket to you at face price. Uh, but today... Again, these prices came down with the exception of Ticketmaster. You're still sitting up in the nosebleeds, bad seats, okay, way up top. At least you're in the building, but Ticketmaster still has $900. Where the prices came down, well, you know what? The prices didn't come down to uh, SeatGeek and StubHub. Well, StubHub, they did come down. They came down from about $300. Wow. The get-in price on StubHub goes from... $1,049 to $755, which is even worse seats. I mean, these are probably the worst seats in the house, but that is a massive drop. I, I, I don't even understand that. And then you also, in horrible seats, can get in at $660 on Vivid. So I don't want to say this is affordable, but when we're talking about the price coming down, oh, what, almost $350, now you're saving over a grand. Uh, to get three people in almost, you know, I, I can't do the math after that. I'm just too dumb when it comes to math, but whew, the prices are coming down. I think these things go bananas. They go through the roof. If the Rangers get there, the demand's just going to be higher. There's New Yorkers everywhere. Uh, the Rangers have won Stanley Cup championship since 1954 or something like that. It's It's been forever. Maybe it's 1948, but Rangers fans will pack the place. Tampa Bay fans, I don't know how passionate they are. I can't imagine they're more passionate to make the trip out here. And I'm pretty damn sure there's not too many people from Tampa Bay living out here compared to the people that came out from New York. My buddy's planning to go to game one, by the way. He's going to go to game one with his season tickets at club level. Then he's going to sell his tickets to games two and five to pay for his season tickets next year. And he'll also go to game seven. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Number two, that was number two on the front range four. Let's get to number three on the front range four. The four biggest stories in sports on the front range. Hey, I got to toot my own horn here for a sec, okay? NBA Finals bet recap. We swept the board. Swept the board. Celtics minus three and a half. Boom. These were show plays. Alt line minus nine and a half for the Celtics at plus like 215 or something. Bang. We hit that one too. And I hit that because of all the blowouts we've had. And we had another one last night, 16 points. Still waiting for a single digit uh, decision here. Also hit that third quarter money line for the Warriors. Told you this is a trend that's just not going away. I hit it pregame at minus 109. So that's three for three. The interesting thing here is I think you want to get on these third quarter bets for the Warriors in Boston. Because the likelihood to me of them trailing in Boston is more than that of them trailing in San Francisco because during the game so we got in at minus 109 Warriors third quarter during the game you know where this thing ended up 
minus 127 for a three-way, so they couldn't tie, they had to win. This thing went to minus 143, from minus 109 to minus 143 in the third quarter for the Warriors to win. Absolutely fascinating stuff. So the Celtics beat the Warriors 116-100, 2-1 series lead in the finals. Uh, Celtics covered as three point three and a half point home favorites and proved to 14 and one straight up and 13 and two against the spread off a loss. So again, Celtics lose another game in the series. We're going to go back to Celtics. Simple as that. Uh, and the game went over 214 points. And as we see the game four lines, very, very similar. Uh, now we've got the Celtics minus four. Our guy, Jonathan Von Tobel, from Vison thinks the number gets to four and a half. So if you want to back the, you want to back Boston, you could do that now. Um, I'm probably going. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to do that when the show is over, and then I'll jump in again live. I love live betting these things. There really wasn't an opportunity to bet live last night though, because the number didn't get much better than the three and a half that we had. Even when the Warriors took the lead, it was right around there. So uh, I think getting in pregame in Boston where the Warriors look like they're struggling a bit. So here are the game four lines. Celtics minus four at minus 113. You want to back the Warriors getting the four points, minus 108. Money line, Warriors plus 140. And then the Celtics minus 167. To me, that's unbettable. Uh, 214 and a half is now the total. And that was number three on the front range. Four, the four biggest sports stories on the front range. Let's get to number four. On the front range for the Rockies. Ay, ay, ay. All right, so there's a day game in San Francisco, so no show play today. And last night was rough. They lost a one-run game to the Giants. Ho-hum, this thing it keeps happening. I mean, they had one back-to-back against the Giants after losing a dozen straight, and now they lose another one. But Bet Rivers MVP lines are interesting because I'm going to do this and get into the All-Star game in just a second. Uh, Bet Rivers MVP lines. There's one Rocky on the list. CJ Crone, 45-1 on Bet Rivers. He's sandwiched between Austin Riley of the Braves, Francisco Lindor of the Mets. This is not a bet that I would recommend. He's kind of come back down to earth. Plus, the voters would look at a hitter in Coors Field and say, oh, you know, he's got 50 home runs this year, but it's only because of Coors Field. It's such a bias against these guys that play a Coors. So, Crone is really the only all-star worthy selection for the Rockies, too. They have just, ugh, it has not been good for the Rockies. Simple as that. They're just not hitting, especially not hitting on the road. I'd say the guys that have kind of stood out so far, obviously Crone, 877 OPS, 14 home runs. Great. Fifth in the league there. Uh, Blackman after a horrible start. Horrible start. Nine home runs this year. That's not bad. Brendan Rodgers went on an absolute tear after a disgusting first six weeks of the season. But his OPS is still only 722. But he's got six home runs. Connor Joe is my guy. 784 OPS, five home runs. He'd gotten on base like 30 straight games or something. He was terrific. But outside of that, Ryan McMahon, very disappointing. 699 OPS hitting 235. Ugh. Elias Diaz is hitting 199 with a 537 OPS. And then you get to the pitching side. Has there has anyone really stood out? Marquez has been horrible. I don't know what happened to Marquez. 6.49 ERA. Well, I do know what's that. He's not get he's not commanding his pitches. He's just been horrific. His whip 
walks and hits and innings pitched, almost 1.6. Uh, Kyle Freeland, he's been fine. Uh, it's typical what you're looking at of a mid-rotation guy at a 4.53 ERA. Again, there's better numbers to break down exactly how these pitchers are performing, but I'm just, you can get a basic framework. A guy has a 6.49 ERA. He's not good. A guy has a 4.53 ERA. It's like, it's below mediocre. Then again, Freeland pitches at Coors Field. Chad Cool, A plus 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 plus. 3.17 ERA. He has kept the team in most every single game. Austin Gomber, horrible, six and a half ERA. And the bullpen is the worst in Major League Baseball, basically. But two guys I want to bring up that stand out, Tyler Kinley and Daniel Bard. You know, Bard is allowing less than a runner an inning. Kinley has been terrific. 1.35 whip, um, or 113 whip, excuse me, and a .75 ERA. Outside of that, I mean, Senzatella has been miserable, despite two nights ago the nice start in San Francisco, but gross. Very, very, very gross. Although, you know, Randall Gritchick threw a shutout inning, so that's pretty good. But that's the Rockies for you. Not going well. Not going well for the Rocks, no doubt about it. Um, but again, Crone is the only all-star worthy selection. Tied for fifth most home runs in the NL with Bryce Harper. 286 batting average, 14 home runs, 877 OPS. Whew, that was the front range four. Four biggest sports stories on the front range. Mark Springer, Abs Insider, here on the Denver CityCast, joins me next. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21, must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. Couple things I want to get to then. Get into the game five. NHL Eastern Conference Finals lines in just a second. Plus, we're now 25 months into sports betting in Colorado. 24 months, two full years of data is here. I want to let you know what we've been betting on the most, okay? But uh, let me give you some updated Game 5 NHL Eastern Conference Finals lines. By the way, when a best-of-seven series is tied at 2-2, the winner of Game 5 has won that series 78.5% of the time. But they're just 4-3 and three in this year's playoffs, which is still a 57% win percentage. So whoever wins tonight, good shot of going on to win this series. On Bet Rivers right now, Lightning on the puck line, plus 205. Minus 129 on the money line. Five and a half is the total here. Juiced heavily to the over at plus 120. You got Vasilevsky and Shosturkin, and wow, I mean, this is why. This game's at Madison Square Garden tonight for game five, by the way. Rangers plus 110. Dogs at home in the under five and a half is minus 141. Okay, we've been betting on hockey here. Hockey is, you know, right around where Major League Baseball is, and I expect the handle on hockey to be a lot higher in the month of June than baseball. I, I, I really do. I, you know, I guess we got to do it on a curve because baseball is an everyday thing, but I think the volume and the handle on the avalanche is, is just going to be bigger than what we've seen out of baseball. Baseball is kind of dead. 
You know, it'll be the only thing to bet on that in the PGA coming up, but NHL is moving up. But here we go. Sports betting went legal May 1st, 2020. We have the data through May 1st, 2022. I think May is going to be huge with the Avs, but um, two complete years of figures. And this is from PlayColorado.com, our buddies over there, including my good friend, Ian St. Clair. Okay? We have bet almost $6.95 billion over the first two years. Almost $7 billion we've bet. And that's an average of about $290 million per month. So sports betting is big here. And as I go out and I talk to more people and I meet more people, they're starting to bet on this stuff. They're like, we love it. It gets us invested. We make a little bit of money. Then you got the $10 betters. They're like, I love it. I just get invested. If I lose my $10, things happen. You know, they don't throw stuff at the wall. There's only four other states and have a higher total handle, which is the total money that's being bet. Over the same two-year span, you've got New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Illinois. New York's going to pass us. Okay, six, what do they got? 6.23 billion in handle. So over the last two years, we're number five, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Colorado. New York's going to pass us. I do wonder if Arizona is going to pass us too. You know, once we go the next two years, but here are the seven, $400 million months. Okay. in handle. We had January of 2022, January of this year, the most money bet. Out of any month, we had the Super Bowl, the NFL playoffs, the Super Bowl, the NBA in full swing, some NHL. We had a lot going on, just a, a ton going on in January. This year, 573.7 million. Uh, March of this year was huge. 505 million. A lot of that had to do with March Madness. A lot of that had to do with the Nuggets and the Avalanche, though. Probably more the Nuggets than anything else. Um but March Madness and the Nuggets. October, 491 million. October 2021. Baseball playoffs, NFL, lots going on there. Those are the two big things. November, NFL, NFL, Nuggets, a little bit of abs, 475 million. December 2021, February 2022, September 2021. The numbers have kind of taken a step back. And it's easy. The reason for that is we don't have the National Football League. Uh, I think this month is going to be huge, though. The next month that comes out, we'll have the NBA playoffs and the abs. And I would not be shocked to see this. I mean, again, we're not in NFL season, but I would not be shocked to see this hit somewhere between 475 and 495 million dollars. So we might be coming off the third or fourth biggest handle for betting in the state of Colorado. I find this stuff fascinating. What are we betting on, right? What are we betting on? Because we've generated almost $18 million in taxes. That, that money, a lot of that going to the clean water project. Trust me, we need that, don't we? Weesh. But $18 million generated. This is what we love. Here's the number of months a sport other than pro basketball or pro football has paced the centennial state and betting handle. That's what Play Colorado says. So it's been pro football, pro basketball, way, way ahead of everybody else. Baseball, is that, I'm surprised. Baseball actually has led the way four times as far as total handle. And last August, it brought in $69.5 million in wagers. So you've got pro basketball, pro football, 
And again, baseball's right behind there, leading it three times. I thought the NHL would be a little bit higher. What are the other two? Well, how about the other one? So you got baseball that's done it, and the other one is table tennis led the way. Now, that used to be our favorite niche sport. It's really not there anymore, but table tennis was alive during the pandemic when this thing launched, and it was leading the way for quite a while. Kind of cool, though. I like this. You know, what are we betting on? And it's, it's just the main sporting events. I don't think it's anything crazy. The only thing I took away from this that was a little bit different, I didn't know pro basketball that the NBA would be this big here. I knew it would be the number two sport, but I didn't think it would be as big as it is. You know, and over the course of the season, you're going to get a bigger handle from the NBA than you will the NFL, just because there are so many more games. I mean, we're doing this every single day is what you see every single day. Uh, final thoughts here on today's show. And I do want to address what Washington Commanders defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio said, because uh, listen, there's a lot of angles to this. He had a press conference. He called the um, Capitol insurrection a dust up. Okay. And uh, he had to come out and apologize for that. Now, Jack Del Rio is a conspiracy theorist and again, minimizing what happened on January 6th. Let's not get too deep in politics, but here's what Del Rio had to say. And unfortunately politics is just everywhere now. Like it's in sports. We got to deal with it. He goes, I made comments earlier today, referencing the attack that took place in the U S Capitol January 6th, 2021 <clears throat> referencing that situation as a dust up was irresponsible and negligent. And I'm sorry. And he went on to say, you know, I support uh, for freedom of speech and uh, protesting and everything like that. Okay. So here's what happened. I, th I think that in Washington, DC, they're always looking for the next uh, controversy. Now this was very easy because there's so many people that have so many thoughts on what happened back then. And uh, the Del Rio comments could be construed as extremist. But since when are you not allowed to speak your mind? Now, I get it. The commander's organization is an absolute embarrassment. They need a new owner. They're constantly losing. There's always some type of issue there. And they're trying to change the culture, right? Because there was a massive um, sexual assault scandal that went there and just so many things. So many, and it wasn't just assault. It was more, it was just wrongdoing. Let's say that it was wrongdoing. So they're trying to change the culture there, but I'll say this. Fine. A coach comes out, he gives his political opinion. He says something stupid. Why does that matter when it comes to a football team? Why, seriously, why does that matter? That doesn't matter to me. I don't give a damn what Jack Del Rio thinks. I don't care what just about most people think about it. It doesn't matter to me. If you were a Commanders fan, you want your team to win. If Jack Del Rio is the right choice, great. If the players have an issue, and there was one or two players that came out and said they didn't have an issue, then I can understand it. Then I can understand it. The players come out. They hate this guy. I can't believe he believes this way. That's fine. That's not even a mutiny. That is... This guy is saying stuff that we completely disagree with, but that's not the case. Uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of stupid things that people say, or maybe people believe 
or agree with Jack Del Rio. You're allowed to think whatever you want to think. But the witch hunt to get this guy's, take the guy's job away from him, it's enough already. There's bigger things that are going on. There's bigger issues that are going on. There's the Deshaun Watson issue. What is this, 66 masseuses that he, he visited? It's also the offseason. So the NFL is, this is what you look for in the offseason. Folks, I, I've been in the national media quite a bit. I know how this works. <laughs> Trust me, I know how this works. And there's nothing quite like the National Football League. Year-round sport. Baseball used to be that sport. That's it. The hot stove's done. Now it is all about the offseason. So we have the regular season, the playoffs. You wait a little bit, the draft. Then all the bad things come out between the end of the regular season and the draft. And then between the openings of, of minicamp and the preseason. So you'll see all these. Jack Del Rio pops up. You'll see more Dan Snyder stuff pop up. You'll see more Deshaun Watson stuff pop up. And by the way, I'm glad the Browns are getting everything that they deserve. I mean, you trade for a guy with this many allegations. I know that the grand jury ended up uh, saying that he was innocent. Bad stuff's going to happen to Deshaun Watson now. And the Texans are going to be named in a suit, in a lawsuit. They could get sued. You know, this, this deal is big. A lot bigger to me than Jack Del Rio talking about something that uh, he believes differently than the majority of us. All right, that's me on my soapbox. I don't do that very often, but that's what I did today. I'll be back tomorrow. Nate Kreckman, Altitude 92.5 is going to join me, talk a whole bunch of Broncos ownership, a little bit of abs. I'm sure we'll find other things to discuss as well. Thanks to my producer, Stephen Young, wonderful individual for making this show just sound so beautiful out in the podcast verse. Follow me on Twitter at Holden Radio. Give me a five-star review. I'd feel so nice about that. It's, it's going to take you 10 seconds to do it. Go ahead and do it. Thanks for checking out the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers.